Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Hi there, this is the X-Men Files, and I'm Inessa, using my weird voice, and... I'm Brian, whose voice is also weird. Neither one of our voices are weird. Your voice sounds completely... <laughs> completely natural. Completely sane. All right. Why don't you recap for us what we read Why about? Why don't I? What we read about this week. I will answer that question. I'll answer that question literally. 145. Yeah. Issue number 145. Here's what happened. Uh, here's what happens in 145. I'm going to pull out the issue so I can kind of thumb through it. Try to... Okay. Ooh, kidnapped. Kidnapped. Uh, actually, before we can get to kidnapped... On the cover is Dr. Doom. More about that later. So we know that Dr. Doom is going to be uh, the villain in this um, issue. One of the villains, as we find out. But yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. So Storm and, um, oh gosh, what is her name? The other dance instructor, Stevie. Stevie. Yeah. Uh, Stevie. They are at Lincoln Center at either the ballet or the opera, some highbrow right. cultural event. The ballet. The ballet. I'm pretty sure it's the okay. ballet. Yeah. They Stevie's are... like a little passive aggressive about... Uh about sort of Storm's comments about how beautiful they look. Let's return to that in a minute. Carry Hang on. on. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, not give you the space to yeah, say no, that. Carry but, on. But, Sorry. But, but, I, let's not get sidetracked on the recap. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, they're at they're at some highbrow event. They get kidnapped by a woman in a green dress, and they're told that some of their friends have also been kidnapped. Right. Kidnapping all around. Uh, because she wants them to go to Dr. Doom's amusement park, park slash, slash castle, castle in the Adirondack Mountains Mount. of New York yes. to rescue the villain Arcade. Right. Uh, which they begin to do after establishing the fact that the storm concludes, yes, there are people who are missing. Right, right. Non-superheroic people. Uh, so the X-Men... Say, all right, we've got to go up against this guy, Dr. Doom. Hey, who is he? <laughs> so they do a little bit of background research. Uh, they then proceed to the Adirondacks after a brief interlude where Professor X telepathically communicates with uh, Havoc and Polaris and uh, Banshee and Iceman. More about Iceman's study habits later. <laughs> Uh, we get a brief interlude where we've got Scott and uh, Lee who have been shipwrecked for like one page. Yeah. <laughs> They're shipwrecked. That's right. We don't really hear anything else. Yeah. They, yeah. They, 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 okay. So they jet up, leaving Kitty behind because she's got the flu. Right. Uh, they storm the castle, but not... This isn't to storm the castle. Right. No. This isn't to storm the castle. Um, they meet Doom. Uh, storm just kind of walks right in. Right. Uh, encounters Dr. Doom, Victor Von Doom. Um, he invites her to dinner and she the rest of the X-Men... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the rest of the X-Men uh, have an encounter with some robots. Storm and Doom eat dinner. Eat, yeah, eat dinner. Uh, then we find out that Arcade has, actually hasn't been kidnapped. Yeah. He's in cahoots. Yeah. <laughs> He's in cahoots he in with cahoots. Dr. It's Doom. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a triple double... Triple double cross. It's a triple double. <laughs> it's a basketball it's a double term. cross. A, a, a triple double. A triple double. Do you know what a triple double no. is? Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a double cross. Yeah, it's like 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 points, uh, assists, and the other thing. Okay, carry yeah. on. Yeah. This isn't a podcast about basketball. It would be again the worst basketball <laughs> the worst. podcast ever. Uh, it would be the best if you like half remembered facts about the University of Kentucky program in the early 1980s. Combined with just absolute cluelessness, memory, unless it's maybe yeah. to do with you know the Chicago Bulls a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And I was in Boston one summer during one of the Laker Celtics uh, championships, mm -hmm. and, and again in the eighties. So, if you have no interest in basketball over the past quarter century, <laughs> apart from uh, the Chicago Bulls, right. we are your people. We are your people. That's more or less the recap. The important bit that I missed out on, though. Uh, after the, the rest of the X-Men beat some killer robots, Storm is attacked by Doctor Doom, which he realizes the the cahoots the situation. Cross, yep. Yeah, the double cross, the triple double cross. 
Uh, Doom throws some uh, comic book MacGuffin at her, and she's encased in metal, but not in a good way, like Colossus. Uh, and then Doctor Doom throws another magical MacGuffin at them. Not a MacGuffin, magical whatnot. Gaflink is at them. Uh, and they're all, they're all basically wiped out. That's what happens in this issue. Long story short, the friends of the X-Men are kidnapped. They go to rescue Arcade so that they will their friends will be released. Doom and Arcade are teamed up. Plotting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they uh, the X-Men are all either unconscious or encased in, in some metal. And we will see them again next week in an issue called Murder World. Which Great title. Which is an awesome title and also oddly difficult for me to say. Murder World? Murder World. I find it very difficult to say the uh, the great the legendary blues man, Sonny Boy Williamson. Sonny Boy. No, that's easy to say. Sonny Boy Williamson. It's very difficult for me to Murder say. Murder World. It's, it's like the W sound on Boy Williamson. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. And the, the thing is, there are two of them. There are two Sonny Boy Williamsons. But like a senior and a junior? No, no. They're, they're unrelated. Um, but they... Uh, I, I can't remember how this written, but like, that, and, and that's not even the real name. It, it's, <laughs> no, it, it's like typical blues fashion, like like Howl and Wolf. It wasn't like Mama like, Wolf didn't uh, exactly, yeah, yeah like, like like they're German and somehow Wolfgang got. But no, um, uh, Howl and Wolf is of course Chester Arthur Burnett, mm. named after uh, our country's greatest president, Chester Arthur. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sonny Boo Williamson, Boo Williamson, uh, the first and the second. Um, the second, his name is almost actually Rice Miller. Hmm. His first name is not Rice. Like that was another what? nickname. <laughs> I know that uh, we're, double, I know that, double layer nickname. Yeah. It's a triple double cross. It's a triple double layer. Nickname. The uh, in terms of in terms of naming, that's uh, and, and this has nothing whatsoever. This is to do also with not a podcast about. But but I I do want to talk about that for a while, <laughs> just because it's it's just so bananas. Uh, maybe here I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to uh, to comics because uh, it, it gets into the whole idea like well, well who is Sonny Boy Williamson anyway? Uh, it's just an identity that they wear like uh, Captain America. It could be Steve Rogers. It could be uh, the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> um, the, the, the what's Falcon's actual name? Falcon's actual name is. Steve Falcon. <laughs> I don't remember his actual name. Okay, I, I don't. I don't remember your. Neither and I'm blank, actor, uh, um, um, an, um, um, Anthony Mackie is the, the actor. The actor, right? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just got up from a nap a short while ago. We're a little discombobulated here. I'm supposed to ask you about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that was. This is in the retake because. I can't remember what prompted that. I, I, no, I know what it was. Okay, so, so, so we retook this. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine, this is the preferred <laughs> take. This is the one that we decided to go with. Uh, so, so you were laughing about something that I had said before I hit the record button. I said, right. the, the laughter is unearned. I, I, oh, I was, the unearned laughter. Yeah, the unearned laughter. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about this earlier, and this is a whole topic that we're going to get into one of these days, the way that some entertainments rely on an audience's familiarity with either characters or previous events and so forth. And comics are definitely in that in that vein. Mm-hmm. But um, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, really cool movie. I saw it in a theater. It was awesome. Uh, I like Kevin Smith. Who's not listening to this? Although, if if Kevin Smith listens to this, that will that will make my life. Yes, uh, like, I will be so delighted uh, because he's he's kind of a hero to every comic book geek. But anyway, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, when that movie came out, uh, I, I was reading on the internet. This is like ages ago, mm-hmm. early days of internet, and I can't remember where I saw this, but somebody was talking about being in a theater, and th- there was a reference to mall rats. Mm-hmm. I was like. Oh man, I was in a theater, the theater, and they got to the thing about the chocolate covered pretzels, and the guy next to me had no clue what it was about. And he says this as though that was a good thing, right? The idea that there was somebody within his proximity who was at a further distance from, from what right. was happening on the screen, and that like he was just—I mean, get it. It's nice to be part it of made an exclusive like he was club, in the in group, yeah. But I, I hate to think that somebody is not enjoying something as much as I am, yeah. Which was just, that that really perturbed me, hmm. and it's not Kevin Smith's fault. Kevin, if you're listening, you're above reproach, <laughs> okay? 
Much like Rick and Morty, like you're not responsible for you know the the the, the lesser elements of your fan, of your base. fan base. But, right. but um, yeah, I want to talk like some future episode. We're going to talk about that. Right. So sort of clickishness in and in culture. Some of the nerdy culture. Not just or nerdy culture. culture. I, I mean, guess. good heavens! I mean, I if I if I ever want to go watch a basketball game, I can't possibly now because <laughs> I've already outed myself as just being someone who knows uh, nothing apart from. Well, not nothing. I mean, I grew up in Kentucky. It's some, you kind of you can't. You got to know something, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you asked me about Jane Silent Bob. Now let's return to the matter at hand. Uh, what did we think of this issue? What did you think of this issue? Um, I thought it was a pretty good issue. I yeah. liked it. I liked the new characters, or the old new characters. Who are you referring to? Uh, the old new characters. The new old characters: Iceman, Polaris, Havoc, Iceman, Iceman. <laughs> Bob Iceman. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, yeah, Iceman. 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 Okay. Uh, Polaris Havoc Banshee. I like the. Uh, okay, that's cool. I like the double cross. That's you know, like it the, feels like, like a new cross. a new type of uh, you know a new type of plot element for me. Bad guys working together to trick our friends. Yeah, good switcheroo. Yeah. Um, I, I I read this again this week. I read it a couple of months ago, and it, it, this was part of what I alluded to a couple of weeks ago. Like we're about to go through a, a sort of a dry patch. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed this, and, and I'd, I'd kind of forgotten what it was that that I didn't like about it until I got to the very end, mm-hmm. um, which I could talk about now or, or not talk about now because I don't want to step on your nuts. No, we can talk about it now. Okay. Cool. So I, I, I'm coining a new term. Okay. Malum ex machina. All right. Uh, here's what. Here's what. How do you spell that? Uh, M a l u m. It's Latin. It's Latin. Okay. Uh, wait, is it Latin? Wait, ex machina. That's Greek. Deus ex machina. Oh, I blew it. Okay. Next week. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> stupid. I am. Um, like ex machina. That's that's clearly Latin. But right. X is Latin. I don't know if it's Latin. And X- Why does it matter if it's E-X. Latin or Greek? Well, because Malum is Latin. Whatever. 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 Okay. Look, you're either named Amadeus or you're named Theophilus. Uh, and You go ahead and mix your Greek and Latin. For all, I won't like you any less. We're not going to be slouching through <laughs> the details of, uh, of Latin or Greek or any dead classical language. All right. Um... So, here's, here's what perturbed me about it. My my memory of reading this uh, this issue, and this is this concludes, I think, uh, uh, on the next issue. Um, Murder World. Murder World. Yes, yes. Uh, it felt it felt kind of rote. It felt kind of by the numbers, um, and I, I, I kind of put my finger on it with that those last two pages. Mm-hmm. So we have this this. Pretty nice buildup, right. uh, and I'm reading through this. I'm like, actually, you know, the art is way better than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I, I have unfairly maligned uh, Cockrum, although it does depend on who's inking him, right? Uh, to a certain degree. Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of enjoying it. And then at the very end, uh, I've got these Doctor Doom implements that I'm going to use, like just to mess with you. Yes. Just so why did they fight the killer robots? Why are there guards? Because all that Doctor Doom has to do is snap his fingers, right. and, and people are either encased objects, in yeah. metal or they're unconscious, but not Colossus. Uh, but then, he, but then he, he is. Uh, he all I need to do is use a neural disruptor to scramble the motor neurons of your armored body, which I could do, do at any beginning. time. Yeah. I did sink a lot of money. And time and development work and have a team of engineers design these murder robots, <laughs> which was, I guess, because I need a hobby, because I could neurally disrupt you at any time. Right, because we have to fill 20 and that pages. Yeah, that just like bugged the bejesus yeah. out of me. Um, this doesn't always happen hmm. in comics. Okay, because uh, it seems like it happens a lot. I mean, that seems like a... You know, things are looking bad for our friends. That's no, that does. You know, uh, that, that, that's just basic, uh, like, you know, Empire Strikes Back type plot logic, mm-hmm. and and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, 
And, and there's another two shot that we're going to get to. I think it's like issue 151, 152, which is great that I remember I read like a dozen times when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And I reread it again last year. And it's just as good as I remember mm-hmm. where issue one sets up like I, I have no idea how they're going to get out of this. Right, right. But it was fully earned. Mm-hmm. In this case, it, it, it invalidated all <laughs> like the, the fighting, pre- like the previous four pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, I can see that. And, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that bothered Yeah, me. I could see that. I mean, I don't, I feel like I haven't read enough. Like, to me, that doesn't feel surprising or I don't feel sort of let down by that because that's, yeah. I feel like that's a little bit of what I expect from comics. Okay. Um, I had a little bit of that actually in the in the first pages where Lady okay. in the Green Dress sneaks into the to the box at the opera and it's like that's all she has to do to kill storm is like she's this amazing superhero but mm-hmm. it's it's actually just that easy to sneak up behind her and uh and yeah. murder <laughs> <laughs> yeah and kill her that sort of felt a little like huh well, that was I... that was kind of easy fair enough yeah. um I don't really have a good response to that other than to say um, I, I could respond to it in a couple of ways. Uh, it's weird that that didn't bother me. Uh, maybe in my head, I think, all right, the X-Men, they've got secret identities. So not everybody knows that who they are. Right. Apart from the villains who Somehow do. Somehow know. Yeah. Two, <laughs> um, I guess it suggests... Um, I, I don't know what I mean. I, I was about to say, hey, don't they don't they deserve a night off? But <laughs> yeah, that, but I mean, it also yeah. like you know, it, and, and then when you go too far down that path, then you're like, okay, well, they have to write a an issue every month. You know, yeah. they have to somehow, you know, yes, all of like when you start thinking about things that are implausible, it's like, right. well, hold on, actually, all of this is implausible. So yeah, you then don't I have want... to. Then you have to sort of suspend disbelief that yeah, she could just be sitting in the opera or the ballet and have someone sneak up on her and all of her super powerly skills don't uh help her in that moment you you don't want to tug on that thread yeah about like uh the the way that they get to this like has to be something that uh, that that would not be as easy as as this is Uh, the secret identity thing that's an interesting one Mm -hmm. because there are some heroes that have secret identities and that's a that's a critical part of the tension Mm -hmm. Mm spider-man um uh, for one there's a great run on uh daredevil uh, that, that frank miller did the whole crux of the story is that the kingpin learns daredevil's secret, secret identity, identity. Mm-hmm. and the whole house of cards comes tumbling mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. It, it is amazing because the secret identities are one of those that are almost an inconvenience most famously i think is superman mm-hmm. where Hey, it's weird. Clark wasn't here, so, and it's it, so so. It, it, it's that level of joke, but mm-hmm. uh, that run on, on Daredevil really hammers home the idea that no, that secret identity that's that's hard, right, right. and it, it has an incredible amount of currency. Right, right. Um, and I'm getting a, getting astray from this, um, but you're right. These books they want to have, um, and they ought to have. They deserve to have these moments where characters like like. Kitty cleaning the broom closet at the right. dance studio. <laughs> uh, they deserve a night out at right, Lincoln right, Center. Right, right. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you, you at a certain point, it feels like asking for every single thing to happen to be one hundred percent plausible when you're already operating in a world where people can control the weather. Right, uh, right. Is you know taking the whole enterprise seriously in a bad way. Exactly, exactly. So, so it's like that didn't bother me. Uh, Doctor Doom's uh, shenanigans yeah. um, perturbed me, yeah. and 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 maybe I'm maybe I'm off base. Maybe I'm being very selective in my judgment. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, reading it again, because uh, I, I couldn't remember why I didn't like that this story, and, and the next issue I think is going to be um, very similar. But it, it just felt. Um, it felt kind of paint by numbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, my first note yep. that I had written down is what I'd mentioned before when you started recapping it. It's this like weird. Uh, first of all, like it's weird that Kitty takes a, takes basically this issue off because she has the flu. Because like it's yeah. not like a you know on a TV show. Sometimes they give a character and like an illness or mm-hmm. some other thing because the actor that plays the character right. was 
unavailable at that you know, exactly whatever yeah, like, yeah. When, like like when, if, if, if when michael j fox is filming back to the future right. it's like hey where's alex oh he's at the republican right. convention <laughs> right, like yeah. when andy and parks and rec was like on a lengthy work trip to london right Where exactly filming, yeah, yeah, yeah filming gardens um, of the galaxy but like in a comic it felt weird to have kitty like she has the flu and then she's like out of commission this whole issue because right. of the flu because like the person that draws kitty was doing something else <laughs> that, that's during strange. that time it, it didn't actually occur to me that that um and, and again i have kind of two i'm of two minds about this mm-hmm. uh, on the one hand you absolutely why isn't she there, isn't she there? right uh at the same time it it, it, it has a weird kind of verisimilitude yeah. for me <laughs> Well, hey, man, you know, do, do you remember Sick, that time yeah. uh, you yeah, remember that time that Spider-Man like had the flu and he couldn't like all those bank robberies that yeah. went unthwarted? Yeah. Yeah. So when it started, it was like, OK, she's got the flu and then we have Stevie and it, I'm kind of intrigued as I was reading it from the beginning, never ha- having read it before. I thought that this one was going to explore more of the um, the sort of weird relationship between Storm and Stevie. You keep calling it a weird relationship. Why, yeah, why do you because like when weird? they went to the dance studio, Storm was a little put off by her. She's like, I don't know why. I feel kind of mistrustful about her. So because well, she's a rival. Yeah. Yeah. But then I thought, then we see her again, and here they are together. And there's this, this sort of a couple of weird uh, passive aggressive comments, like when hold on, I gotta get my okay. So she's talking about uh, yeah. yeah. She's talking about, let's see. Oh, there's, you know, Storm says the dancing is beautiful. And then, you know, that, and then Stevie says that beauty is the result of years of hard work and pain. Right. You know, it's a hard life, uh, whatever. They, she's just sort of a little like, you know, when you say something and you think it's kind of a neutral comment, but then okay. the person that you're talking to kind hmm. of like low grade says thing that you said was a little bit dumb you know it's like oh they're beautiful oh yeah well they're beautiful but you know it takes them so much work together i don't know and then somehow i thought that that that, okay here here we're gonna figure out that like stevie is actually some evil character (laughs) person but interesting it didn't it it kind of didn't uh didn't go in that direction so that was a little I, I, I didn't I didn't pick up on any yeah. of that, uh, and which is neither here nor there, uh, and, and probably because I, like I've read subsequent stuff, and at least on the issues that I've read, Stevie is non. You know, she, she, she never becomes a bad guy. The stuff that I've read, no, hmm. no. Right. Uh, I, I uh, so I maybe in the nineties or something she <laughs> she becomes bad. Which is like ten years later, which is like one hundred and twenty issues. Right, it's like not that <laughs> not, do that, something that, long, that, that far away, right? Yeah. So, um, hey, how about so my my notes actually first first note Lincoln Center, uh, I th- that's a really cool building. Yeah, I've never been. Oh, I've been. Oh, yeah, so I, fancy. I, I, I am fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I have you know, uh, and it's really really cool to me. It just seems like a very very seventies kind of a structure. Yeah. I don't know when it was built. Uh, I maybe could have looked that up, but um, it. it I'm trying to recall the last time I would have walked past it. It does look absolutely out of time mm-hmm. when you walk past it now. It's not a terribly modern looking uh, looking place, but yeah. it looks like a, a building that at the time that it was that it was uh, open, commissioned, or whatever. Yeah, built. Uh, yeah. th- there's like like this is absolutely of the moment, right? Right. Like fully contemporary building that will look maybe a little out of place in, in 10 years. Right. <laughs> uh, and I, I but, and, and setting aside the fact that nobody's listening to this, uh, which isn't true, more on that, <laughs> that in a little bit, but um, I, I, I may be completely wrong about this. I, I adore that building. Yeah. And, and I love going there because I, I feel like I'm stepping back in time in just like the best way. Yeah. Yeah. I have never been to the Lincoln Center. Uh, I saw the opera there in '89. That was would have been my first time right. uh, having having gone there. Hmm. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a groovy building. Yeah, uh, they... it's really it's an awesome awesome place. Uh, it's a groovy experience. The the second thing that I have, um, I love that Araro's dress is basically her storm costume, <laughs> but a little bit more right of it. Yeah, right. So I mean, she's it, <clears throat> it, it, it like she's very chic. 
as a civilian and as a superhero. Right. I also like the green the green dress, the ladies dress. That thing is that thing is fantastic. Yeah. That thing is um I mean it, it, very early 80s. It's it's cooktastic. Yeah. You could definitely <laughs> go to the opera in it or, you know, be a bad guy in yeah. it as well. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah, yeah, that that dress is also really cool, yeah. uh very very much of its time. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of costuming. Yes, we were. On page 5, we are introduced to Arcade Oh, who's yes. the bad guy, right? <laughs> Speaking like, of costuming. I love the the middle frame yeah. on page five because they're... they're He's in got, a three-piece suit. Yeah, they've yeah. got Arcade in this like bizarre carnival three-piece suit, <laughs> like some sort of you evil... Don't, you don't want to know what's going down. Yeah. Evil clown. He's all chained up. <laughs> then there's this guy in a mask. Right. And uh, I love like just the, you know, as a consequence of business dealings... Uh, he had with a mutant known as the Toad. Arcade incurred the enemy of Victor Von Doom, deposed dictator of Latveria. Right. <laughs> Doctor Doom kidnapped. Like it. Like everything about comics to me is like enclosed in this one. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> in this one frame, like weird, uh, made up countries. Right. Uh, evil schemes. Terrible clothing. <laughs> Well, yeah. terrible, terrible clothing. That's, I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit harsh. I mean, it was 1981. Everybody dressed like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's, you've seen the picture of me in my in my tan suit uh, at age seven or something like you that. You were very, very handsome. I, you were, you were looking at that with with <laughs> the eyes of a smitten wife, rather than someone who can be objective about what. Anyway, I don't want to finish that sentence. Yeah. Um, so if you if you can't read that sentence, uh, you know the deposed dictator. If you if you can't get to the end of that mm-hmm. sentence and want to hear the next one, then comics are probably not for right. You. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Latveria is the uh, Eastern European version of Wakanda. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a made up. It's, we need something that'll sound like vaguely Eastern European. Um, this is how much I'm, I'm, I'm napping because Age of Ultron. Where were they? Slo- not Slovenia, Slovakia. They were Sokovia. In Sokovia. Yeah. God bless. I am. I am really yeah, out Ryan's of it. Ryan's groggy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had written down you know middle middle frame page five. Very comicky. I love everything about this costume. Revenge, business dealings, Latveria, murder world. Yeah. <laughs> Like brings it all together. You're really, really sold on Murder World. I'd really like Murder. I can't wait. I mean, (laughs) to get to Murder World. Yeah, I, I, I I definitely, I I, want to buy a ticket to to Murder (laughs) World uh, myself. Um, so we'll be doing less and less of this as time goes on. But important to point out, uh, you're not a comic book reader. No, Doctor Doom. Are you familiar with this guy? Um, Spent seven years in Doom Medical School. <laughs> I am not. When every time uh-huh. I read Doctor Doom, I think of the uh, the the dark the dark ride at uh, the water park that we go to. But it's not Doctor Doom. It's like Doctor Von okay. Dark's Tunnel of Terror or something. And they're probably something like totally Doom. totally yeah. unrelated. But no, I'm not familiar with Doctor Doom. So, I don't like that ride either. By the way, it's too dark. Okay. <laughs> too 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 dark. Too dark. Um. So Doctor Doom is a, a fantastic four villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is when you see the cover. Uh, if you're a comics reader and, and, and kind of in the know about about comics at that time, you're going to be very surprised that Doctor Doom is on the cover of the X. All right, okay. Uh, it would be like Magneto being on the cover of the Fantastic Four. Um, every superhero has sort of their own villain. Uh, Spider Man would be like the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm already blanking on any of those. Uh, mm-hmm. Daredevil would be the kingpin. Right. Eventually the kingpin. The kingpin started off in Spider-Man. But, uh, so so every hero has their nemesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I'm fighting I'm fighting the wrong nemesis. <laughs> right. Wrong <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, bad it, doesn't, guy. it doesn't matter. But here uh, it, it, I, I do. It, it's fun to give a little bit of backstory of Doom's backstory. He and Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm went to college together, together right. and there was an accident uh, which left Dr. Doom's face disfigured, Right. hence the metal mask. Right, totally blending Doom in. Doom blames him for the, a- blames right. Reed, Reed Richards, Richards for right. the accident. That's the story. That's it. Okay. And that That's makes him a bad the guy. the story. Yeah. Right, right. Because I, th- I think like Lex Luthor, wasn't it... Um, 
he blamed Superman for his hair loss. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is not. Uh, I, I want to say that that is depending on, on which era of Superman you're reading. That, like, that was. I, we will look this up for next week. But I, 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 as far as trivial origin stories, this is one of the better ones because he devotes so much time and <laughs> resources to getting revenge <laughs> on Reed Richards. Uh, and the other thing is there, there is a, a, an issue that John Byrne did in the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. which suggests that the disfigurement it was not even all that, all, 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 all that, all that bad, right. Uh, so he has like the metal mask. And, and one of the things is like, remember a time Star Wars and the Empire Strikes Back we didn't know what Darth Vader looked like right. under the mask, right. and, and Doom is the same thing. Right now, uh, so he's like, "Oh my God, what is he like? How horrible does his yeah, face yeah. look?" So John Byrne did this issue where, after the accident, like he's just got a little scar on his face. <laughs> he's like, and, "Way, way overreacting." Yes, yeah. Well, because like he's nuts, right. and, and that that I'm is I'm hideous. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Byrne suggests that his face got really super messed up when he put the mask on it. Right. Okay, so not enough, not enough sunlight. Not relevant to this issue, no, but that's, uh, but useful but, information. Yeah, he's not just some random. You, you can enjoy the context, hopefully yeah, as much yeah. as I do. Yeah, um, yes, that's interesting to know. All right. Well, so then, my next note. Your next note. Yeah, let's we hear. move on to page eight, and I love that they they're having this meeting with uh, the Beast. Yeah, who are they talking to? And I don't like when you do that. But, but, but this, way, you, you, this way, this like, way, Brian's your trying voice. to hold the the iPad so that I can when talk into the down. microphone. I get it. I'm looking up. Okay. Um, I, I like that they have put out snacks for their wait what for their meeting. Yeah, there, there's donuts. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that they got donuts. And yeah, coffee. they've got donuts and coffee and but like I a al- carafe of orange yeah. juice. But I also love like if you look at Wolverine, like he's just bored. his demeanor. He's just bored. <laughs> he's like, this is dumb. He's got a can of soda with a straw in it and yeah. smoking, smoking again. Smoking. There's the ashtray. Oh my god! I didn't notice the snacks. I can't believe I didn't notice yeah. that. So they're having donuts. They're Figuring out what to what to do next, and yeah. I think this is where they have the the idea that I think Xavier is like, "Hey, well, we're going to have to go and do this," and, right. and and Wolverine is like, "We absolutely cannot do this because if we do this, uh, you know, slippery slope, we're going to be, you know." That was a cool. They didn't take that very far, but for yeah. about one page yeah. or like four panels, there's the we don't negotiate yeah, with, with terrorists. Yeah, sort of an interesting moral quandary right and then, yeah then storm comes up with this sort of in-betweeny plan where they're gonna mm-hmm. make them think that they are but they're not yeah whatever but yeah you know before they make those decisions they have to they have to eat some donuts which, <laughs> you know i get that yeah yeah you were, you were mentioning donuts earlier today donut you could right really now. go for yeah, a donut go for a donut yeah, right now donut. pandemic donuts <sighs> <laughs> all right so then, ne- yeah, go ahead. Next note. Or wait, uh, I, my notes are pretty pretty modest. Uh, I, I goofed up the coining of a new phrase. Uh, gosh, I don't have very many notes. Um, actually, speaking of breakfast. <laughs> and we were. Yeah. Uh, Iceman. 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 Bobby Iceman. <laughs> he is going to college. The, Ice- the Iceman kid. The Iceman. Yeah, the Iceman kid. <laughs> um, he's going to college. And he's like, he gets done studying and he's like, well, the dining hall isn't open yet because it's too early in the morning. I'll just crack, <laughs> I'll like, just... I'm really hungry. I'll just crack over the beer. Beer has calories. And Well, it does. <laughs> but I, I almost, you almost got the impression that like, that wasn't his first beer. As he was studying, I, I, I looked at it again and I'm like, okay, you can kind of get the sense that yeah. he, he's done studying. So he's going to. Uh, I, I guess relax for a little bit, yep. but the first time I she was like, "Is he just staying up all night getting smacked and, <laughs> and studying?" Because I mean, I've been known to read a textbook after I've had a few, but like not if I'm preparing for an, for exam. an exam, right? Writing a paper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone in, like in in any sort of media, everyone in college is always uh, pulling all nighters and and you know, right. uh, writing papers and all that. Sort of. Like I, I never stayed up all night one single time in college studying for anything yeah. and I, didn't I did once really know anybody that yeah. did um i did yeah. once i think just 
to say that I had that done you it. Had done and that I wasn't once. studying. Like I probably studied until like <clears throat> about midnight. And bear in mind that like most nights I went to bed at eleven thirty. Yeah. So I stayed <laughs> up until probably stayed until midnight and then like stayed up the rest of the time yeah. for, for, for some stupid reason. That that brings us your mention of uh the Iceman kids uh mm-hmm. poor breakfast choice brings us to our oh. our uh Feature from last week, Spot the 80s. Spot the 80s, yes, Spot. a recurring feature here Spot in the, uh, the X-Men Files. So on yeah. page 11, we're... Yeah, I saw it too. He's having his uh, his first or whatever beer of the day. There's a poster <laughs> yep. of the Ayatollah. Ayatollah with, Khomeini? Yeah, with uh, with darts in it, which is a very 80s, 80s looking thing you know something you would expect to see i'm tempted to say like that's an image that's timeless but i i don't want to <laughs> nobody's listening but, but you yeah, know, yeah yeah it was a very it was a very sort of popular political sentiment in the 80s and then he's also got some kiss uh like a kiss that record he? he's got something that clearly says star wars i guess yes yeah yeah clearly um yeah that poster there's something or other yamato i don't know what that's all about it's also He's got a, a naked girl. Yeah, naked girl yeah, poster. Yeah. As as we all did yes. in college. Actually, I knew like a couple of kids who had like the just the really the cheesy, sports icky, Sports Illustrated middle. Yeah, of the, like yeah, yeah, like like the you know the highbrow like Kathy Ireland maybe, but no, there was the, like anyway. Yeah, <laughs> moving on, yeah, moving on. Yeah. Not in my dorm. My dorm is just like plastered with uh, Grateful Dead posters. So that's, <laughs> that's what I did. So we spot, and actually one page back, I had a note, just a minor <clears throat> thing I liked when uh, the, the creepy uh, Xavier head appears in front of... Um, yeah, yeah, he's telepathically, the, astrally projecting. And who are the people? There's a uh, Havoc and Polaris, um, Chris Emmers and Lorna, Lorna, Lorna Dune, Lorna Dane. Lorna, <laughs> Lorna Dune is a kind yeah. of cookie. I know, I know, I know. I'm getting... <laughs> Look, man, if I can't remember, if, I, if it's going to be that long to get Sokovia, I'm not going to remember yeah. uh, Polaris. Anyway, I like when, so, you know, they, he says, are you going to be there? Are you going to be interested? They're like, no, we really want a normal life. It's like, oh, we need you. You need to be there. Right. You're going to be on the plane. And the guy says, yes, we'll be there. So then the very last frame, she says, thanks for making my decision for me, big fella. And he was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was like a low key nod <clears throat> to, uh, you know, something resembling the idea that women have you know, agency and right. free will it, and are not right. just partners. So I like that. Yeah. And um, we don't get, because this is what would happen in reality, two pages of the two of them arguing, <laughs> I can't believe you told him <laughs> that we were gone. Yeah. Look. Why would you say that? <laughs> right, right. Look, we can't have dinner with the, with the Johnsons. Yeah, the Silverbergs. I yeah. can't believe you agreed to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so th- th- that is like... The first elements of a continuing, unfinished, but you know, thirty odd year struggle yeah. for uh, <laughs> characters, yeah. even to to have have independence and uh, if there to be the marital equality, right, and, right. And so on. Yeah. Then we see Scott Summers. He's on the beach. Uh, you know, people that are shipwrecked always lose exactly the right amount of clothing. <laughs> During the shipwreck. I, I thought that too. So uh, the shirts. Yeah. What, so she's still got a couple yeah, of buttons on her shirt. she's still got most her of her shirt. So we get to see a Scott Summers nipple. We don't get to see a Lee yeah, Forster nipple. I'm for it. I mean, like, like comics code. Um, oh, are you? Okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, I mean. There's more nakedness coming up. More nudity. Yeah, more nudity. Okay. Yeah. Press on. That I liked. Um, <laughs> okay. Go on. That, that I found me. So anyway, that. My last note on that that subject is that on pages 18 and 19, once they come in, so they get to the castle, they're having dinner, Storm is sort of intrigued by Dr. Doom, and um, the other guys are fighting the the weird robot people. Right. Um, So they get blasted with some, like, ray on page 18, and Wolverine, for whatever reason, loses all of his clothing. Okay. And then for the rest (laughs) of the issue, he is like Austin Powers <laughs> like he's obviously naked can't believe you didn't notice that this so is the, here he's yeah, naked okay yeah so I okay. saw him that then on the next so like in every frame there's some object <laughs> that's like hiding the huh. fact <laughs> that he's yeah I hadn't really clued in on that <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah man man he is buck he's buck naked for the whole rest of the that's amazing for the yeah. whole rest of the thing which I thought was pretty you know, fun. See, there's like yep. 
I mean, he's got like in, in the penultimate page, he's got some scrap of clothing on. But no, you're right. Um, especially like, like this. This is a uh, page twenty one. Yeah, uh, upper left hand corner. Um, yeah, Angel's wing is yeah, covering, covering up his, his, his butt. His tushy. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, yeah, here it looks like he's wearing almost like he's it got was meant to be like pants, maybe pants, but it was. But, um... Well, see, you can never tell because uh, say you can never tell. Some of that is uh, at the discretion of uh, discretion or whatever of uh, the colorist, right? Depending on, on whether they apply color to. So, and I'm, and the one where he looks as though he's like absolutely <laughs> buck naked. So that was that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> kind of okay. a fun fun thing to notice. But yeah, then we learn that Arcade is really not a, you know not trapped, and maybe right. they should have seen that coming. But. Uh, you know, here we all are, waiting for Murder World. <laughs> waiting for Murder World. Murder World. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, so, so that's it. Yeah, so we're going to see how this wraps up uh, next week. And then... Um, oh, letters. Letters, Actually, yeah. Heavy, yeah. heavy. That letter was letter section fantastic. This um, week. Yeah. Two heavy letters. Two heavy. Um, well, we, you, you, you go first. And then well, I mean, the one, you know, just placing it in a place in time when john lennon was shot that's yeah you know i mean that's interesting anyway just as a historical sort right. of relic um, right. that somebody wrote a letter at that time but then yeah there's this whole uh thing about killing and and all of that and oh was, that yeah yeah, yeah the uh, the moral quandary yeah weird which that letter that, were you talking about i was talking about the john lennon yeah. one because uh let me let me let me pull that up because what what it what really it was kind of moving, uh, but it is that. Uh, yeah, Lennon did his part when it came to stopping a war, but a lot of us didn't want to get involved. Jean Grey saved the whole world, but uh, once more, what could we do? The, just the the comparison, mm-hmm. the very sincere and compelling comparison mm-hmm. of uh, somebody like John Lennon to superheroes uh, that really hit home for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because. Um, saying that what is moving uh, about, among the things that is moving about comics is that they are people who are dealing with extraordinary situations. So, right, right, right. They're incredibly talented, perhaps. Um, and, and like Lennon, okay, he was, he was talented and fortunate or, or however you want to, uh, to characterize that. But, um, you know, what did he do right. with that platform? And uh, he acted in a way that was... Uh, in a sense, heroic, right. and and died, and the the idea that you could feel similarly to his death as you could to a fictional character is something that that just really struck me. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm on board for that because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's you know, that that's for me. It was, I totally get that. For me, it was more like, holy cow, this you know, this was a that too. you know, this happened mm-hmm. in a real time, right place you know this right. issue was written at a time when we you know didn't like the ayatollah and also mm-hmm. john lennon was killed the united states never liked yeah i mean Khomeini. i know yeah um now worth noting we shouldn't have liked the shah uh it was a regime that that we put in place with the help of the british and the revolution there's a lot of good reasons for the iranian revolution uh but Anyway, anyway. Right. But the other letter was interesting as well, just from a you know a moral quandary right. standpoint. You know, then when I put it down, it sort of I continued to think about it, which mm-hmm. really that's what you you know yeah, comics, that's what you're after in right. a lot of not want to say entertainment, but uh, you know when you continue to think about something after you've read it or experienced it, that's sort of the part of the magical formula of something feeling right like you've you've gotten something out of it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And that letter is one that touches on the stuff you can do in comics that is a little bit harder to do in, in other medium, mm-hmm. um, which is to explore those uh, moral hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. Um, other, others can do, like we watched uh, Dead to Me last night. Mm-hmm. And that, that thing was a lot about right. <laughs> uh, moral Morals. behavior or amoral, immoral <laughs> uh, behavior. Um, but there is a scale that, that you, you don't have. Right. Uh, whereas in comics, like, okay, 
should I kill the woman that I love to save five billion people? Well, right. yes. The world, yes. <laughs> um, you, you, you can you can up the uh, up the stakes right, right. in a big way, in an easy way. Yeah. Um, but in a way that 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 only makes the problem that much harder mm-hmm. because uh, if it's uh, more down to earth, then so well actually um, you know. It's easy for me to find myself in a moral quandary uh, when, when you when you escalate it to that point. Then right. Like, OK, look, um, these are absolutes. Right. And you know, at what point does uh, does the scale tip you, yeah. you, 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 the, 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 the scope of, 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 of the hypothetical? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm rambling. I, I should shut up now. No, you're fine. So okay. speaking of letters, did we have any <clears throat> letters from our fans this week? We, we did have some letters oh, from, uh, from our fans, yeah. uh, our completely invented, made up <laughs> fans who don't exist. That's not true. We have, I think, seven. Well, actually, minus us. I think we've got five followers on Spotify. Right. Hey, if you're still following us. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, Happy to have you. Thanks. Well, actually, a technological announcement. Um, it's sort of silly to say this on the podcast, but um, every podcast does this. Yeah, we're available on, we are, as of this week, we're available on Spotify. We have been for a while, but Spotify, iTunes, Google, and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And we are the number three science fiction podcast on Podomatic. Really? How many are there? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Let's not find out. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just be happy. Let's just be happy with the knowledge that we're number three. Um, we are ahead of Space Botanist in Love. Huh. I'd yeah. be curious to listen to that. I, I'm curious too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would be, that, that I would be curious about like that. Something yeah. that I'm into. Yeah. yeah there were, this in the in the fiction category, we're number eleven. So there were, there's the X Men files. Very cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, so yes, yeah, we, did, the we did get a question from our yeah, reader. Yeah, from our non-existent, uh, completely fictional uh, readers. Until we get letter at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. That's yep. cerebro at xmenfiles.com. Xmen files, all one word. So. Um, uh, Steve Iceman writes in and wants to know <laughs> what is your favorite non MCU superhero movie? Okay, you so, go first. No, no, you I go first. first. You go first. Okay, yeah. so I've been. I had to think about this because, um, as as Brian knows, when anybody asks me what my favorite anything is, right. I immediately forget every single thing that I know that would fall into that category. You're also worried about giving a wrong answer. I'm always worried about giving a wrong answer, which is why yeah. I immediately forget. So, like, when someone asks me what my Grateful Dead, my favorite Grateful Dead song is, and I, I would say that I'm more than yeah. more than yeah. averagely well versed in right. the Grateful Dead uh, oeuvre, right? I my mind goes blank. So I had to think about what's it. become of the baby. That's your favorite Grateful Dead song. <laughs> yeah. Stella Blue might be my favorite Grateful Dead song. That's but, a good um, <clears throat> So I think my favorite non MCU uh, superheroes are the Incredibles. Cool. Well, like like movie. The movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The 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 family. Your story. favorite superhero. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, okay. Yes, um, is the Incredibles movie because they're they're a family and right. uh, they have family problems and also they're superheroes. Cool. And they're adorable. And, and you know that um, the Incredibles draws significantly from the Fantastic Four. Um, I thought that it might because there's Mister Incredible and Mister. What's the guy's name in the Fantastic Four? Mister Fantastic. Mister Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Mister Synonyms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's funny because I had written down my yeah. very first note. You can see it here in my notebook. Yeah, um, when I was looking at like the you know Havoc and and Iceman and mm-hmm. their other names, and it made me wonder, you know, if we were superheroes. Oh, what would our names? What? What are we can we can talk about that next week. We can ponder it. We can invent another yeah. letter. Writer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe someone will ask okay. that question. All right. So, so your favorite? So, not, you know, the first time that I saw The Incredibles, I didn't like it. I loved it. I've always loved it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I. I and I don't quite know why I didn't like mm. it. Uh, the second time I saw it, I, I thought it was I thought it was all right. That's actually um, another one where the villain is like a, a revenge obsessed, right? The the little kid. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, period. Okay. How about you? Yours is gonna oh. be awesome. I can't wait. No, it's not gonna be awesome. No. Okay. Uh, I have not thought about this uh, terribly much. The thing that pops into my head, and I've only seen it once, and I want to see it again, and the reason why <laughs> picking this one. Um, it is, uh, oh gosh, um, Blade. I, I can't, I, I, my brain is Still absolutely melted. Yeah. Yes, absolutely <laughs> melted. Uh, so, uh, Blade. Let me make you that coffee. Yeah, wait, wait. Am I, am I getting this right? This is the uh, the Wesley Snipes uh, vampire. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. That, I that think so. I haven't seen vampire. that. Yeah. Okay. So, the opening of the film, there's like the, there's like a rave 
uh, vampires at a rave. Yeah. And the fire sprinklers, the sprinkler system starts spraying blood on everybody. (laughs) And it is just really wacky. Like, like that's how the film opens. Opens. And then I think, like, Blake, it's rated R. Uh, Blake comes in with his blade, with his uh, swords, and just, like, slaughters them. (laughs) And, um, like, that... That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm really uh, now. It, it's what I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I don't know why I like that. It's a very surreal kind of a kind of a scene, and it, it's it's like comic book in in a movie. Uh, the the hyper reality, not hyper reality. It's it's the opposite of that. It, it, it's surreal, right? Uh, in a way that comic books are. Um, comic books are, are generally not easy to film, right? They're very, very hard. Uh, but that absolutely nailed right, it. Right. Uh, it sets this a really dark tone. Yeah. Weirdly, I, I, I'm not that bothered by the fact that these people are being showered in blood. <laughs> like, I'm, but but it, it is a, uh, a, a display of, of kind of a, like, like bleak and, and nihilism, mm-hmm. uh, but in a way that doesn't bum me out. Hmm. I have not seen that. Yeah. Um, because it's very similar to a scene in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. where you remember when they go to the alternate mm-hmm. universe? Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the alternate universe where, like, the master has never died and vampires are basically running roughshod. Oh, I need to rewatch all that. I okay. don't remember that one. Well, there's a scene, and it's really uncomfortable, where all these people are, like, penned up in this thing and all the vampires are just very gleefully thing. So they take a person, strap them down on a table, and then, like, these needles come out you don't see the needles go in right but you you know that that's what's right, happening right, and right. then like blood gets extracted from the people yeah. like, that's really, really really creepy yeah um the scene in blade is basically the same yeah. thing worse really but somehow it just doesn't bother yeah. me huh. um so blade i was just sitting here thinking maybe we should show the you know maybe it's time to watch buffy with the kids but you know maybe not that one's rough. Yeah. That one's rough. Maybe I, mean, I not. think uh, I, I kind of think twelve is a minimum age. Mm-hmm. So you know when uh, when our son is uh, at that age. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's some sexy stuff in there. Yeah. Which is not too bad, but all things considered. Um, tune in next week for Murder World. <laughs> all right. See you then. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.